All right, so we did this again for another hour, and then now we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get started now. Oh man, uh, so much so much movement, dude. Like, uh, one thing I've uh, tried to do this week is start blogging again, and vlogging. Cause even Luis brought up like, dude, like you don't vlog, like whatever. And and I've always reiterated this, like, what I what I finally pinned it down to that I want to pin it down to is like. If I have to, con if I concentrate on vlogging, like having content, it takes my focus away from like my actual mission, mm -hmm. and that's why I can't vlog. I guess, cause and especially cause like Luis sees these vlogs by people, and he, they probably make it look so even Mars Bar, you know, like they make it look so easy in a sense. Yeah. And it, well, not that it's hard, but my focus is retracted. And I, I was actually my first vlog, my first blog of like my new, I'll call it series. Um, I titled it Watches because um, I own a Fitbit. This is just a summation of this. But I own a Fitbit. I didn't wear it on Thursday? Friday. Friday. And when I got to the gym to go work out, I was like, I, I felt, I was already working out and I, I felt different. And I was like, what could it be? And like, first thing I looked at with my hand, I'm like, I felt freedom. Like, even in my wrist, like, it's like, I didn't have that watch, and I, and even even though like look like everything else like looking at the, your phone or anything make you make it a habit. So I have the same looking at time. Right, so right, I feel right. I, and I said this briefly like I feel so time constrained for the fact of life, and like what what started this whole journey anyways, which was two years ago, um, where I learned it was from Dr. Ronald Patrick. One of the one of the points she made was like when you turn twenty five, you start lose you start retracting your brain mass and whatever turns out that's not wholly true because it's called neuroplasticity yeah which you can main basically maintain mm -hmm. once you get to full growth of your brain you can maintain as long as you keep it working and uh but but i didn't know that till now now at this time was when i was like oh my god i only have six months to like learn that's as much right. as i can that's right so because uh, brian remembers now um i had just started jocko I had just heard the Joe Rogan with Jocko pot, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast with Jocko as a guest, and then w I went to Nashville that summer and I started just working out immensely. Like it's, and I've already said this briefly, where because of Brian, I started working out. Period. Like I just got out of the house and started work, ha having a plan, having a system to start using. Then come, I guess February, March, when I heard that jo that Joe Rogan podcast, I was like, oh my god, like this is serious. And then I, and then I heard, and then I heard Dr. Rhonda Patrick where I was like, Oh my God, like I only have like a few months to like, just before I go broke, you know, essentially. Right. And, uh, so I read and I read like six books, you know, in six months and I, you know, whatever and everything. And then, then the idea of a podcast started kind of developing by, you know, I, I'd say by October, November. Cause I remember around that time was when, uh, we went to Lubbock. Eddie won this like contest to go play in Lubbock. And, uh, and it's like, man, you know, we, we need to, we need to go, oh no, uh, we were talking with Ben at, in Lubbock and we were having dinner, I believe. And, uh, as we were talking, I was like, man, we could be podcasting right now. Like whatever cause we we're talking about, cause I was asking a bunch of, now I don't believe that I don't, I don't believe they were like great questions, but I was, I, I was just, I was curious. I'm like, Hey man, like he had, he was just finishing up law school. I'm like how, how long do you have to go? What do you have to do left? What do you have left? When's your bar? How does that work? Like, what is the right. whole thing? What are the cases? Because by this time, he's already working on cases, right? He's he's actually like he's in the Texas like 
courthouse and shit and working these cases with these lawyers. And so I was just asking questions. And at some point during that conversation, I'm like, man, I could be podcasting this right now. Like, I would love to be podcasting this information. And uh, so all that was in the mix. All that was in the mix. And then we fast forward to, like, what's been now, <laughs> which is kind of insane. And, like, getting more micro is the fact of, like, me and you have to talk for an hour now before the podcast because we have to catch we, we catch up though yeah, like yeah. because yeah. now it's like and we're not even busy it's just the way the schedules work right now that's that's interesting enough like that's that's where maybe a lot of business comes from is just the fact that schedules don't co- schedules don't collide they don't mesh yep. so like oh i'm busy ah oh, when are you not busy oh well well yeah i, I have three di- in my case i have three quote-unquote different like obligations not including like family and that time and then you have, like, you're 9 to 5, so it's still different, you know, yeah. the whole thing. And then traveling, you know, we got back at 5.30 in the morning this morning, you know, and I got home and whatever, and I was like, okay. So anyways, um, fuck, I forgot how I started this tangent. What, was, what did I start with? I started with the... The micro. The micro, you, you kept watching, looking at your watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, I'm going to have to, like, erase half this shit. Um, so, yeah, the blog, so let me just to tie up, uh, wrap up the, the blog. So I... Didn't wear my watch. I'm like, man, I, f- I felt free. And, and even Yoli, she was at the, at the gym. And I was just like, man, like, I feel like, I feel different. And she's like, why? I'm like, I don't have my watch on, like, on purpose. Like, it started off in the morning with here, here at home. And uh, I was like, man, I'm not going to wear my watch today. I'm just going to leave it charging. I'm, like, I'm not going to use it. I'm going to see what happens. And then lo and behold, like an hour later, I'm like, man, I feel so liberated. So what I pondered on that day was like, for the people who own Apple Watches, because I seen it at the gym when they're sitting on their ass in between reps and they're answering their Apple watch because they got a phone call or they're text messaging or they're doing something on the Apple watch. Right. And, and my questions on the blog, which you can, I, I guess I'll put in the show notes too. Cause I've continued. I stopped doing it cause I, I stopped blogging. I had stopped doing it period. And, uh, but, uh, the idea of blogging and trying to find some systems that I like, uh, thanks to Seth Godin on this, uh, uh, he was on the YouTube show i guess basically with chase jarvis which it was titled the 30 days of genius and i watched it like three four times and i sent it to brian brian's gonna watch it soon so he he'll get some of the gist now but of course there's a lot of details that i won't mention here anyways one of the things that seth talks about is like he says everybody should have a blog and of course the new age thing is vlogging right but his reasoning is like if you create a, a blog with your with what's in your mind, for one, it gives people like it'll allow people to get to know you. As long as, but you got to, of course you got speaking of like speaking truth, you have to be truthful, obviously, right? right? And and his thing was like, he's like, what everybody should do is find an observation of the day and write about it. And he's like, cause and he's and one of his key points is like, write the way you talk, cause you're never you you never don't have words to say everybody always has an opinion and he's like with that in mind and th- with that in mind then i then i'm like man i i let me try let me see what let me see what happens and be with just trying to find an observation of the day basically mm-hmm. i know i have like content for days now like i, I like even if it's on my phone like I'll, I'll put like this topic and i'll remember what it is and then i'll blog about it later like i missed yesterday's because i was gigging so i'm gonna do it today and then i'll do one for today and then whatever but the point is, like, the movement 
to tie in just everything, to, to keep on the track of moving with life. Um, today, I thought it was gonna be harder to get up content again. And I say again, because I feel like I say this every week. But, but this morning, while I was watching the video, I was watching more videos this morning, and then my mom started talking to, as far as, oh, this is another thing I was gonna say, it was focus, the, 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 the term of focus and trying to get things done individually and not quote unquote being a multitasker. You know, I'm, I'm really driving to get away from that, which is why like if I don't answer your text or your Snapchat like within the next couple hours, it's because I'm not, I turn off my, my notifications on my phone. So anyways, focus, so that was, so then this morning, uh, watching videos, making more notes, trying to de develop some questions. Cause initially Eddie was supposed to be here. He said he wasn't, so I was like, okay, cool. So then I just changed the mindset. I changed like just the template of what we're gonna do. More, most of it's the same, but still, I, I had to make sure that this conversation was gonna flow. Anyways, so then my mom's talking to me, and we're there, and then she like sees me roll, like, and I felt my me roll my eyes. My mom's like, "What?" Like she's like, "She's like, what?" Like what? I'm like, I'm just now realizing like how I'm I'm actually tired. Like I actually feel tired, and this was like at 9:30 in the morning. Like you're like I had got I got home at 5:30, went to sleep, and then uh, got up and I just started going. I ended up, I mean I still took a nap you know before we before I got my afternoon started, but um, anyways. Uh, focus and Seth Godin and the blog and the main thing about the blog was that you know how many times do you check your watch if you have a smart watch how many times do you check it while you're on the clock and I, I put all these rhetorical questions like I said you can I'm gonna put I'll post it in the show notes if you guys want want to click it and watch and read it because it's short it's not that long it's like I think like 400 words I, I even timed I even counted like you know my restriction is focus for 30 minutes and 500 words at least you know if i make a decent you know decent little uh writing about an observation that i had right and uh so yeah that and, and it made me think i'm like my god like that times a million you know how many watches are sold i don't i mean i don't know the numbers i don't and frankly because i don't care mm -hmm. you know like, we could google it anybody can listen to you right now can google like how many watches have been sold so times that times 10 minutes per hour times let's say you work 250 days a year more if you only take your two weeks of vacation counting weekends or whatever right. like <laughs> like it's insane the amount of time you lose and and me and me and me and, me and gonzo i guess he's talking <laughs> about he's talking about me i guess uh me and brian were just talking about before we got on the air we we're talking about timing and different things and 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 for me that's one of my that's one of my things that drives me you know um mark cuban mentioned he's all he was also in this chase jarvis like series and one thing, you know, of course, the cliche, I think the new cliche is like, what's the biggest asset you have? It's time. That was his answer. Yeah. And and it's okay. So, like Mark and these guys, they have their drive for specific reasons. And, like, I find that now I, I'm trying to answer them for myself. You know, and uh, so the title for this podcast for today, what cool thing about uh, just continuing on this is, like, as I've developed, like, the questions and like listening to others and trying to see how it fits with mine is like these past two or three podcasts i've had the title before recording normally for the first at least 25 episodes um i would record and kind of listen and find stuff that I'm like okay this would make a good title and i'll just use that mm -hmm. and like now it's like like it's almost like we're in a new season Does that makes sense like like a like a tv yeah, se like it, a season. it actually kind of feels that way for me like it it feels slightly different. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the reason why I say it's good is because 
remember I had this conversation on, on this podcast too, where it's like, I, I kind of don't know where it's going to go. It's, we're going to go. I'm not going to stop right, recording. Right, right. But it's like, okay. And like the, the title for today is Architect Your Life. And Seth Godin talks about art and architecture with purpose. So my first question of this podcast, which Brian can answer and then I'll answer and then people can ponder, is what has taken your interest and what has been taking brain real estate? Taking my interest, like what has like caught my attention yeah and that, that could be anything cop whether it's like it's a personal business otherwise uh and that's what, that's why i kind of put the two questions together because like right. you know what caught your interest what's taking real estate what's something that you wake up and maybe you think about or or throughout your day it kind of like ponders on you you kind of think about it i don't know if it's necessarily taken my interest maybe any more than it than it has before but it's definitely um just entrepreneurship mm-hmm. maybe this year 2017 more than you know any time before yeah entrepreneurship has really kind of taken my interest and i'm i'm very curious and kind of hungry to figure out details of different businesses like like you know entrepreneurs usually you own more than one business you have different streams of income you have different um just different um, like businesses going on, uh, or at least business opportunities. Right. Well, do Mark Cuban like 150 businesses? Like yeah, so <laughs> like crazy, dude. So so that's taken my interest. Like okay. how different entrepreneurs, you know, uh, structure and organize their businesses, and what an entrepreneur is today. I think mm. that's definitely changed. You know, yes. with with um, today's generation of entrepreneurs, it's very different. Like, I think one one part that has um, I haven't really like focused on it, but I've taken notice of okay. is like these uh, YouTubers and and Instagram like famous people and and influencers. Yeah. yeah, they in turn become entrepreneurs. Whether they started because they thought you know let me make funny videos or or let me do you know song covers or let me just talk about my day like in. It eventually they become entrepreneurs because they start monetizing on their content yeah, yeah. and and then they they get into all these other things and they they want to be sponsored or 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 brands because they're such big influencers and have such huge followings brands want them to be become ambassadors and you know it's it's very interesting to me what an entrepreneur is today uh i'm glad you you brought up that specifically because Seth Godin brings up in that Chase Jarvis interview, mm-hmm. like where he grew up and whatever, they had bowling leagues. So he's like, so imagine you're part of a bowling league and normally you have to pay for your games, right? You pay per game. Even if it's a dollar, you have to pay. Uh-huh. He's like, the bowling league of business today is unlimited bowling because of the internet. Yeah. And he's like, so you have unlimited games and and essentially because – it's still so young. The way t- the way the internet is being used now, um, you can do any you can do anything, mm-hmm. right? And Gary, uh, even Gary Vee, this was and what I what I don't like is that it took me a year to find these videos. All this thirty days was last year, bro. Yeah, like May through like June of twenty sixteen, which I'm like, damn it! Like again, like I I personally find, with regardless of where I stand, in maybe like the circle that I am a part of here in the Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, yet again, I'm finding stuff that I'm like, I, and 
retracting to a question that Luis asked me like a while back, like weeks ago, was like, what would you do with this information had you had it when you were my age? My like, dude, it'd be totally different now. And like even this, like maybe having this information a year ago, a year ago, I mean, I was gigging already and I was I was done with school. I was a year done with school. This 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 actually this past side note, uh, this past weekend my two year like graduate like I had I've already graduated for two years. Two I've years. already been two years that I graduated. It's cr- pretty crazy in itself. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but it but yeah when I saw the date I'm like oh my god I just kind of like threw down my pen for just a second. So I'm like man like where I where I'm like I'm I'm happy with with this, these things I found these videos I found. It's like yet again I feel like I'm late. Yeah. And but hopefully with dissecting these interviews and now with, with our listeners, especially Steph, I'm going to give her a shout out to her because she gave us our first review on iTunes, which is awesome. Yeah. And we mentioned, I think we mentioned her last podcast or the podcast before. Might have. Not by name, but yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, just first name, Steph. And I, I say Steph because it's on iTunes. Like it says yeah. Steph, you know, so it's all good. Um, so shout out to her for listening and thanks for tuning in. But uh, like, you know, if they can, going back to my premise from the beginning was like getting gaining one thing. And like if now, you know, taking these questions, taking these interactions between two people on the internet tying in your entrepreneurship answer yeah it's like yeah so that that has oh man it makes so much sense for me because me wanting to try to find where where do i want to drive my focus mm-hmm. and i'm really keying on that right now and like i kind of think i know where it's gonna go but i'm still letting it all simmer because i'm like okay I, i'm not gonna make a decision right now because i i kind of like where i'm at too you know i'm, I'm able to do just enough towards moving I'm not too eager to move. And that's one thing we, me and Brian talking about earlier, about being eager. You know, right. being a little eager and it's like, ah, you kind of jump the gun because you get, you get a little emotional and it's like, ah, it just throws you over the edge. Yep. Um, anyways, um, but in, yeah, I, I, like, I like that answer you know, as far as... Um, and cool thing is like for those that do listen to us and, you know, if you catch this in a year, what I will say is don't feel like you're, you're behind because yeah. just, just go. Yeah, I, I think it's never too late, but it's never too early either. Yeah. And I guess if you think about it a little deeper, mm-hmm. that just means that any time is the right time. Yeah, yeah. In a sense. Because even Gary Vee on this this, this Jarvis uh, series, uh, even Gary Vee, he's like, and this was last year, talking last year, he's like, for you 40, 50, this is the, this is the 40, 50, 60 year old rant he made later in the year yeah, yeah. that we saw like earlier this year, right? Mm-hmm. That he made barely. But he called this out a year ago. He's like, it's an open field. And we've already talked about, like, retail. Like, general retail falling because, like, this this stuff's going to explode. Mm-hmm. And for those that are here, and if you already know this, cool. And, he, and I'll, I, that's, that's one thing I will take away from, from Gary Vee. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, sometimes like, I'll get, like, DMs about, like, well, you know what you said. Somebody else said in like 1974. He's like, who gives a fuck? Like, I know that. Like, this is not new stuff. He's like, right. someone probably... Some, some caveman guy probably said in four AD, like it's not, it's real current stuff, and is it's finding how to use it now in twenty seventeen. Oh yeah. no, well for him twenty sixteen, he said it's it's about finding how can we use it in twenty seventeen. Yeah, and just because it's not like an original thought doesn't mean it's it's not new to someone else. Like, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the cool thing about about being like an influencer or or, or vlogging or or kind of putting that information out there on the internet nowadays because back then how did how did you get this information you yeah. read like an encyclopedia Dude, somewhere i don't know how many times i said to myself the past three days watching like all these videos yeah. like three four videos in a, in a row like just mm-hmm. watch them over and over again same thing it's like 
oh yeah, when, where did you get this information? You had to go to the library. You had to do all. Do I still remember being like in elementary? My mom would take me to the library because I had to do a science project or whatever. And that's where we'd go. Yeah. And lucky for us, also at my grandma's house, back in the day, um, she had an encyclopedia set, so we used that. Like we would go over there to use them. Yeah. And it's like that's what, like it's interesting being a part again going being a part of this transition that I've now heard repeatedly from Seth Godin, and uh, Simon Sinek, is that we're in a, we're in a transition age, and. For me, what it tells me is that my limbic brain is not full of shit. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. in, in a sense, because I, I never put the science to, like, the, the limbic brain versus, versus neocortex until I started reading that book, which I don't know if you can catch on the camera. But either way, it start with why. I just started. It's my book for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, he, he brings in the science. He ties in the science. Like, this is part of, like, thinking whatever. And, and uh, so, yeah, tie, like, again, just so we don't have to go too far into the rabbit hole is uh, that. You know, and it's like, oh my God, yeah. We're we're what do we books, freaking yeah. books. And even, I guess that's that's my analog. And cool thing about Mark Cuban, he says like he'll read the tangible newspaper for I think New York Times, Washington Post, and some other stuff. But because it's a different medium, like you know, he's he says he he does so much screen time, you know, and whatever. So like, yeah, he he it's very intentional to go analog in a sense. Right, right. Um, one cool parallel I want I want to bring up was that Mark Cuban said cuz he I don't know if he knows but he was like a like a like a program writer like he started l- learning at coding and shit back in like the 90s or something leading to like his acquisitions and like his big yeah. sales and stuff I I don't remember if I kn- knew that part exactly Dude he was part of the land creation like l- local area networks mm-hmm. he was part of like that development That's crazy. Like he's some of the he's he is some of the brain mm-hmm. that developed that here in te- and it, it was developed here in Texas in yeah. Dallas or whatever, and I'm like, damn, like, cool. I, for me, that's cool because I'm I'm not a tech guy. I'm using the tech. As, I'm I'm using all this technology as best as I can. Mm-hmm. My main thing is, can you hear me clearly on this microphone? Yes or no. If it's not, right. then I need to fix that. That's all. I, that's my that's my base, right? Yeah. But uh, the parallel is like he said he would read, and take new concepts, and find how to put them into business. The reason why it's a parallel for me, because my thoughts for the past, I was, I had to argue six months, is taking business concepts and using them from for life. That's that, and it's interesting. Remember when we, when I told you guys about swinging with life, then moving with life, and how like that, that changed, and like now it's like kind of a good thing to be moving with life. Yeah. And and this is one of those parallels for me where it's like I've had this thought, and like now it's like it's taking shape, and it's kind of like kind of freaky. At least for me, it's kind of uh-huh. freaky. Or that, you know, it's kind of. I think it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, like, even if you don't know the ins and outs of it, if you kind of say this is where I'm going, or that kind of, even if you say I don't know where it's going, right? Um, it it kind of takes that shape, but it eventually gets there. It takes the shape of maybe no direction or right. or no clear direction, and uh, but then it eventually takes takes shape, it takes some type and of shape you might realize later, oh, that's kind of what I wanted this whole time, you know, or at least I'm comfortable with, right. with where this is. Um, because I remember the reason why this has been my, my thought as far as taking business concepts to life is because at the time when I first graduated, which was the fall of, or yeah, fall of 2015, was hearing a bunch of people say, I can't use what I learned in college for like things. And I would hear that quite a bit, not too much in the business, in the business department, uh, but I would hear it, I guess, often enough to where I, I had that in my mind. I'm like, well, 
I use this a bunch. I use a bunch of these things, and like now more so reading Extreme Ownership, reading Tony Robbins Unshakable, um, for uh for for our work week, you know, all these business books. Like, I do use these things, you know, like I you can or you can use them. Like it's it's all about really. I, I would say, I would have to argue is like, you not you don't have to sit down, but you have to like either play them over again, like just think about it and see how something that you like does fit into your life yeah that's one thing for me i love when i took my first intro to business class i was like oh my god i literally changed my degree that day and i was from then on a business major um for those of you i don't know if i've said it before but like i changed my degree like five times you know in college Mm -hmm. within the first two years and i and when i took i took intro to business with uh well i was gonna say his name but never mind i just won't um because he's he's kind of private like that but uh i took his class and i immediately Literally the first day of class, I knew that that's what I wanted to learn at least, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, like that, and that's that's what I've done now is using all these business principles, and that's why, and that's why I maybe also staying in the middle, wh- which I like, which I might need to move from. I kind of realized that. Listen to Mark Cuban, like some of his logic, as far as like owning things and like different things like that. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, you can use what you like in your life. Yeah. And that's my whole, I guess that's my whole point of this particular little tangent that we're going on because it's like too many people. And this is part of the Gary Vee thing is like, don't complain if you're not helping your try, try and change the situation. Right. And this is my way of saying you can, like you literally can. And if you want to know, um, keep listening to this podcast. Cause these are all things that I have now experienced the past five to 10 years that I've seen where there's me in college, me in high school, me in college, and it's like, okay, this principle I did shitty on then. I'm, do, I'm using it now. I'm trying to, use, trying to be better at it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, especially, like, the leadership thing. That, that's been my key, you know, is leadership. And um, one thing I was saying, Brian, I, I don't know if I said this on when we were recording it, but as far as, you know, I don't know if I should make a business and some, I guess, in a, in a sense, prove these principles or continue navigating through businesses and using these principles. I, I don't know. That's a question that's kind of pondered on more today. Because mm-hmm. I said, given Mark Cuban's, like, like basis, because he owns 150 companies, and he has all these acquisitions, like, within, like, 10-year span where, you know, he made billions, which is crazy and awesome. And, like, I'm not even aiming for the money, which is, like, a side note of, like, I'm on the right path because Seth talks about it. Gary Vee doesn't talk about it because I think because he's so he is so focused on like what he wants, so he's like he needs money to get what he wants. We've talked about that before, mm-hmm. um, but uh, like Mark Cuban, you know, like you know, you, you gotta do what you like. And my thing is like, well, I like business and I like communicating, so I'm trying to see where that's gonna fit in all this stuff. Right, right, now, right. if it turns into like a podcast business, because you, I mean, I can imagine. I mean, just the way Chase Jarvis and all these guys, Tim Ferriss and Jocko and all these guys using YouTube. I mean, podcasts are becoming kind of monetized through like sponsorships and affiliations, but like a pod, like the podcast becoming a a job. I think even a podcast is is becoming more popular for some reason. I I would kind of figure because I'm a visual learner, I'm mm-hmm. a visual guy. I would kind of figure that YouTube is like the next podcast. Okay. You know, people are not just recording themselves audibly, but Visually as well, so that yeah. they they upload the whole thing on on YouTube, right? Or even if it's just audio, they'll just put some nice graphic, and all you hear is the audio, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it goes on YouTube, right? I feel I I've been hearing a lot more people listening to podcasts, yeah, 
through, you know, whether it's the podcast app on your on your Apple device or um, Spotify, Stitcher, yeah, SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud. Like, Overcast is another one that's yeah. new one that I didn't know about. So, so I, for some reason, I feel like podcasting is is becoming more popular as well. Kind of. So I think that hmm. there there is, if there isn't already, I don't know. Yeah. There's probably a bigger, or will be a big um, business opportunity through there. Something More than just, you know, point. ads and stuff like right, that. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, because that's the main thing. Like, you can monetize now, but you monetize through ads. You know, you people yeah. help you pay for the sponsorships. And uh, essentially, because podcasting, like vlogging, like YouTube, um, these are the new mediums. You know, these, these are the televisions of our age. You mm-hmm. know, the, the, the mainstream television is out. Or it's getting out more and more, which is, I like. This is crazy, but um, I was watching, I think it was like a DirecTV okay. uh, commercial. And... Um, so the, uh, there's someone, you know, narrating the commercial and you st- they're kind of showing, you know, the product or whatever on the screen. And out of nowhere on the entire, you know, you know on, your, on my TV, um, a, a phone call, like, comes up, like, on your, like, an iPhone. Okay. And, and you see it, like, in, in landscape orientation and it'll say, like, dad. And then you, you see the button, right? Like, a phone call's coming in on your TV. Okay. And he goes, oh, hold on. My TV's ringing. And he pulls away. He pulls away the phone. It's his phone. And it's like, what? Like, I never thought about it this way. But, yes, like, your phone is, is your TV. Um, and it's crazy that, I, that I'm tying this in. But I just remembered I read this article about how residential electricity, like, consumption has gone down in, like, the last 10 years. Mm. And it's like, how is it going down when we're using more electronics? Well, our, our devices are becoming smaller and more efficient. Mm-hmm. And it's like we are, and people are using TVs less. That's one thing that the article mentioned. Yeah. People have less TVs in their households now because everything is so accessible through yeah. their phones. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's, that's insane. Yeah. Like, like, well, no one can see, but like here in my room, I have my TV, but I have my HDMI cable for my computer. I don't right. have, I don't have like air, because I don't have cable. Mm-hmm. And one thing that, uh, it's funny that, that Gary Vee said on that Jarvis episode, uh, this is in 2016. He's like, he's like, I don't have Netflix. That's fucking crazy to me. Like <laughs> that's what he said. And I was like, crazy enough, I don't have Netflix now on purpose. Like I, I it's like no, right. like that's for one for my number one reason was that that's 10, 12 bucks that I can use for something else. Mm-hmm. Now it's a whole different like okay, it's time <laughs> that yeah. I'm I don't have to use and it's not even there's no trigger to click the app button. There's no trigger. There's no there's nothing. Right. And it keeps me keeps my family moving at least. And let it sound selfish, but I just would rather have productivity over like complaints and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I'm not in that market. You know, like, like, and that's that's where like I have a lot of parallels. Like, you know, what Gary Vee said as far as like someone back in the day said this, and someone before him said this. It's like I'm kind of, and I kind of realized that earlier this year, even with my readings and like my thoughts, was like, well, m- my ideas aren't new. I'm just using them. You know, and and I actually I just started this affiliate thing that I haven't even like dived dove into because. I've been focusing on this, like, whether it's a podcast, whether it's reading, or actually using it out in public, you know, um, it's like, it's been the back burner, and it's because I just got accepted, like, I had, the, I had like, the little screening interview, and this call went to Canada, like, I talked to some lady from Canada, so it's like, okay. it's legit and whatever, it's all good, and I was excited when I got the call, but since that call, it's been on the back burner, like, yeah. I'm trying, to, we were talking about automating, you know, trying to, trying to get some automation, and I think I know what I'm going to do, because I've already started it, which I want to mention at the end of the podcast, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in, in the search of automating, it's like, well, it's automated to the back of my mind too. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, like as much as I want it to be effective, it's like, well, because I want, because I want it to be off my mind, well, it's off my mind. Right. 
as opposed to like, okay, I want this to be very suce- successful, then I'd probably do a better job, you know, and whatever. So, yeah. Oh, focus, <laughs> focus, focus, focus. Uh, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. So I'm, I'm curious because this, this comes from Seth Godin. This is continuing on, on for one focus, but I think hopefully talking about this out loud with you, Brian, will allow me to continue to find for myself too. Like, where, and the question, well, where the question is, where are you being generous? Hmm. And I think it's a good open-ended question that you could take you anywhere. Because the point is that more than likely, that's what you should just you should do. You know, that's what you should that, that's what you should use your unlimited bowling on. That's an interesting thought. Because <laughs> I like just kind of off the top of my head, mm-hmm. I th- I feel that one way I'm being generous is with my time. Lately, I have been kind of giving away my time. Mm. And if you if you you know if you think about it, how do you kind of you know how do you monetize that yeah. essentially? Yeah. It's like damn it. Yeah. Um, in, no, in I'm essence, same it, same well, mind, bro. Same I, mindset. The, me, me too. The reason I'm thinking about it is because it kind of leads back to this like initial thought that we had before all of this about consulting. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's like, and and it's <laughs> man, I'm gonna tie in Marie Forleo real quick because she was on the, the Jarvis series too and it's really good oh man she's so she's so smart she's so so many parallels but I'm, I'm gonna bring in i'm gonna have to bring in another episode on her okay. because i i really enjoyed it and there's like three key like parallels between me and her i'm like oh my god like okay that makes sense right um but anyways um fuck because i forgot where i was going uh what were you saying you're saying but being gentle with your time with consulting your time, consulting you brought up marie forleo uh she started she took I think this is what I was gonna say. She took life a life coaching course. She started life coaching at the age of 23, 24. Yes, that's exa- that's my. No one can see except for like <laughs> this video that's gonna make YouTube. But like that was my that's my reaction because I'm like, okay, you can do this, and it goes back to a type. It's a type of consulting, which life coaching is now a job title, right? It's it's, right. A, it's a job uh, element, and. And, uh, but yeah, like, it's like, what are you being, well, I, I'm being generous with my thoughts and, and maybe I find them as valuable because it took me a lot of time (laughs) to read all these books and in a sense, shortcut for people that, especially I would say, well, I'm saying now, especially here on the podcast where you're getting my thoughts kind of fresh in the sense of like, it's either from a book that you now can, I hope you go and read so you can find, like I've said this before, where you go and find something that I had, I missed or I didn't mention or something you liked that you liked it more, making you better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole concept of, of consulting at a young age and thinking we're too young, but yet it's, it's been done. Yeah. And maybe and maybe our, our, our whole angle will start like this, you know, on the podcast. Because like I said, we... Um, I feel like, like I said, we're like, in a sense, and I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to change the titles now because... It's too late because we've already done like last week's episode, which I feel like it was the beginning of the or two episodes ago was the beginning of season two, so episode twenty nine. This is episode thirty one, so twenty nine was the beginning of season two. I'm making it known now. I mean, regard. I'm I'm late. Oh well. <coughs> One thing I put because on episode twenty nine, on the audio, I had said that uh, it was episode thirty because I thought it was episode thirty. Well, it turns out it was twenty nine. So on the caption and stuff, like okay guys, so it's 
Episode 29, not 30. Did anyone die? No. Good. Like, that was my logic. That right. was my logic, just to be simple. But going back to this, like, where are you being generous and consulting and Marie Forleo and, and taking a class. And now I've, I've now started seeing ads on people want people wanting to offer their services to speed up your life coaching training process. And I'm like, like, we're going to, we're going to fall into that world. And I, I, I don't want to fit in, <laughs> you know, like, 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 it's like, no, like I, I, I guess this is, this is the old school in me. Mm-hmm. Cause I've always, I've said, I don't think I've ever said on here, but the old school in me is I should have lived in the seventies. I'm glad I didn't cause the technology is not the same. <laughs> you know, right. it's not the same. There's a lot of good here. You would have been a radio broadcaster. I w- or dude, I would have <laughs> been a radio broadcaster. I would have probably auditioned for the Eagles. <laughs> like, just saying, like, I probably would be living in California, Southern California, right. like, because I would have been able to make it living in a basement for 30 bucks a month. You know, like, you know, like, the, the, the variable's completely different. The principle's the same. And, uh, but anyways, going to now and trying, going back to this, f- focus, focus. Going back to um, just the whole concept of, of, uh, well, con- no, actually, let's just continue with the generosity. And, and the time, it's, it, people say, oh, I don't have time. It's like, okay. That's where, you, that's where the reverse, engineer, reverse engineering of thought, I think, is needing to start to occur. Because it's not that you're too busy. What are you focusing on? What do you... It comes down to priorities. Right, yeah. And what are your priorities? And if, and if they're good priorities, because there's such thing as bad priorities, like anything else, mm-hmm. dichotomy. It's like, if they're good and they, they get you... They're leading you to where you want to go. Zero down on them. Don't. I, okay, my opinion. Don't double down. I do a lot of things that like. Some days I am. I have a good day. Some days I have a bad day. But I'm gonna do it because it's like. It's it's what I it's what I I need right now at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another book I'm gonna tie in later on. I still need to buy it. It's the Dip by Seth Godin. Synopsis of that is knowing when it's a dead end and knowing when you're just. You're just going through like a little phase, and you should continue. Okay. And that, that's that's the dip. So the dip is it being a dead end, and you you need you need to realize, okay, I need to quit this because it's it's literally leading nowhere. All the stats are against me, and I, I just need to move on. Right. Versus like, oh, I'm gonna funk. I this this one uh, acquisition fell through, so I'm gonna quit the whole thing that I've invested a year or two or whatever, you know. And and at some point, I kind of felt like that in general. Just I think in life for me. I feel like that and now, uh, in entire life, it just feels like okay. It's kind of it's kind of just settled down again. It's kind of just you know it's kind of whirlwindly, kind of kind of chaotic a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's kind of settled down again now and leading into this official second season of moving with life. I don't it's know how official much, now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much I I, I for the o- only people who are gonna know are gonna people be are gonna be the people that listen. So right, we'll see. Um, oh man, but yeah, but yeah, generosity. I I, I think even that is like a big overseen thought and term. Yeah, I I cuz initially what comes to mind when uh when I think of generosity I feel like sometimes people don't do it enough. Like I don't know if it's if it's our day and age but and you know like we've talked about um instant gratification and it, yeah. it's a little selfish I guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that we really think enough about, you know, how, how, what can I give? How can I contribute? Right. Stuff like that. Like, I, 
honestly, I have a lot of people in my life that do that are very generous, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm thankful for that. But when I when I look beyond my circle of of friends, uh, I don't think I see it enough. And I. Not just now saying it and thinking about it, I was like, well, maybe they're generous within their circle of friends. You know, right? Maybe, maybe it does exist. Maybe it's, yeah, it's it's it just yeah. different. I mean, like like everything else, we end up mm-hmm. talking. Uh, not everything, but a lot of things we end up talking about. Is like, it's all about perspective in your yeah. circle. You know, and, yeah. and uh, mul- this is this is a universal idea of like, you know, who you spend your time with will tell you who you are. Will tell somebody else who you are. Mm-hmm. Actually, this this last week I kind of heard. Um, it was. It was through someone else. So person A told me that person B was upset and was venting because they were going to this event that that person B was was helping out at. But this person felt that everyone else in that event or organizing that event didn't want person B there. Mm. So person B events, I don't know why I'm doing this if it feels that, you know, nobody wants me there. Like nobody, I guess, appreciates me. Mm. And my initial thought was, well, if you are kind of thinking that way, if if you're doing it for people to like you or or this and that, then you're never gonna get what you want. Like you're investing your time wrongly, I guess, because because yeah. you're thinking about it as an investment. Right. Like I'm offering my time and services mm-hmm. to be liked, and and, right. and I was like, well, yeah. no, you're doing it wrong. Like, don't if if you do it with the thought of you know people are gonna like me, then you already lost. Yes. It's already a bad return. Yes. Uh, one thing I want to throw in, uh, just a, it's just a data point, is when Seth, because Seth Godin, I believe, wrote 18 be- New York bestsellers, right? And his logic, and I, I already talked to Brian briefly about this over text, but his logic is that he doesn't write bestsellers anymore because he says it's a scam. And And when he first started writing and trying to get published and whatnot, he got 800 rejection letters in the first year. So he's like, think about getting multiple letters every single day, January 1st until December 31st. Ouch. <laughs> There's only 365 days in a year. Right. So you can get at least two a day. And he got, he, so we got a total of 800. So just, just I just want to add for this point is just add some perspective. Because I feel like I, I'm learning about it too. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to gain perspective to help because even like, like Gonzo, Gonzo's main thing for me is like, you always have an answer. I'm like, well, if I can have a good answer that keeps you out of doubt, that keeps you out of fear and we can move forward with whatever you want to accomplish, whether it's personal or otherwise. Um, lately our conversations have been very personal. So that, that, that that's just what it's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, interesting enough, further side note with this is uh, Mark Cuban talks about like, you know, at the age of 22, you should be like, in a job, but like kind of like start starting to navigate. Um, crazy thing, like I guess, I guess back then, I'll I'll say back then, um, like they were graduating. Like I think Marie, I think she graduated when she was like 21. She was working New York Stock Exchange at 21. Yeah, and that, that's gonna be a whole different conversation that we're, we're, I'm gonna bring into here. But right. uh, so then, Mark Cuban ties in like you know at 22 you should be graduating from college, start start just start working, start developing whatever depending on where you're at. And he's like, when you're 25, relationships come into the picture. And it's like, hmm, he's so right. Like, you know, it, it seems to be like an important thing. And then the next thing is family. And, yeah. and, I, and for, But for him, I think relationships is all relationships. He's like, if, if you have a business, what are your relationships? And that, that's the main key that uh, Chase Jarvis brings in too, 
is like, you know, he Chase is the one who brings in like business and personal, not just personal. Because uh, Mark, I mean, his bio is incredible in the sense of like longevity of the things he's done in actually a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. In the past you know, 20 years, he's done, you know, multi-billion dollar acquisitions and sales. And then he was, part, like I said, like I mentioned, he was part of like the uh, land networking and all right, that stuff. Right, right. Like he was part of a lot of stuff early in the day before anybody had their hands on World Wide Web, which even Seth Godin talks about, you know, before there was a World Wide Web, there's only the internet. And he said, Seth Godin, this is Seth Godin talking, like he had this pipe that went into his office and he paid 400 bucks a month for it. And that was the internet, you know, back in the 80s. And how he thought that that the World Wide Web, as we know, he thought it was going to fail. Yeah, he's like, he's like, there's no way this is going to work. And he says it cost him $40 billion. Yep. And, oh, good. I'm glad you brought that up. So he said, one of the things he said is like, uh, the internet, he, he had the internet before, it was a, before there was a World Wide Web. And what he was, what Seth was going to do was write a book about it because that's what Seth did. He writes books. He, he learns about the, he learns it, puts it into paper. So he said these two guys, David and Jerry, created Yahoo.com. At their peak, it was, it was $80 million, $80 billion, $80 billion. And then the way Seth brought it up to himself was like, it cost him $40 billion for wearing the wrong glasses, quote unquote. That, that was his metaphor, because he wears glasses, right? Mm-hmm. But his metaphor was like, for having different perspective, the, the wrong timing, in a sense, wrong timing perspective, it cost him $40 billion. Right, right, right. It's not that he had $40 billion and he lost it in the stock market. It's like, no. It's he the opportunity Yeah, cost. It's the, exactly, opportunity. Because that's one thing that he keys on. That's one thing that Mark Cuban keys on is opportunity. They'd wake up and look for opportunity. Dude, Seth Godin said that he hasn't clicked the snooze button since 1977. He was 17 years old. 1977. Damn. And I was like, damn it. And that, and maybe we can transition to drive, you know, because I, I and one thing I want to make note for myself that I saw parallel was like Mark Cuban says he goes until he drops. Then he'll rest and then just kind of pick it up again. And that's kind of my angle right now. And lately, it's been like, oh, like I just, I just drop. And, may, and I'm, I'm assuming maybe it's just like a little window, which it should be. In the retrospect, it'll be okay. But for right now, I'm like, man, I, I, I don't like this. You know, I, I don't like going through this right. little term, uh, little turmoil, as small as it may be for somebody else. Um, but Seth Godin talking about it, and he didn't, and he tied in kind of drive, but the his biggest thing was opportunity, and and yeah, like you know, that's exactly 40 years ago, 40 years. 365 days of not clicking the snooze button, which is incredible. It's crazy. And it's like, uh, mindset, perspective, everything we've been talking about right now, focus, which I think, I think that's going to be the concept of, of being a successful millennial is finding where your focus is and, fo- and staying on that and, and having to uh, put the phone down every once in a while. You know, uh, One tip, I'll call, I'll call it a tip, is that I do now is I turn off all my notifications. I don't get any. No- so that's why I don't, I mean, Brian, even Brian's got this for me. When, when people re- respond to me on Snapchat, like it's shitty because I always initiate the conversation more than likely, but then I won't reply for another right, hour right. or two. But because I, cause then I, I go, cause I, I'm on my Snapchat for that minute. I go on, I reply like, Oh, that's funny or that's cool or whatever. Like interesting. I put it away and I continue going. And then by the time you know, two hours gone by, I'm like, 
Oh, let me let me open my Snapchat for snoring. Not not even remembering that I replied or right. said anything to anybody. There's something ongoing. <laughs> yeah, not even recalling that. Right. And it's like I I think that's a part of if you want to be a successful millennial, is just doing a little bit less of the entertainment aspect. Just a little bit less. So if you're, if you're on YouTube for four hours, if you can be doing educational stuff for two hours and then two hours of entertainment, okay. Versus all four hours of entertainment. Right. There's the difference. I think that's the biggest thing. Cause, and I think this is a biological thing where you get overwhelmed. Uh, I know what happens at the gym. You know, people are exercising. They, they want to go in six days a week. Then they don't come for 14 days because they're so slow and they can't move. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, guys, I'll give you tips on how to recover. I'll, you know, but it's like, I'd rather you come in, especially at the beginning, you know, three times a week, you know, certain things, get you going, get that blood flowing. Because I had one guy, he was shaking. He's like, dude, like, what's going on? It's adrenaline. Damn. I'm like, when was the last time he worked out? And he's been years. I'm like, it's adrenaline, bro. And he was shaking. Like, yeah. like he was in shiver. I'm like, it's adrenaline. I mean, that, that, I mean people, and, and this goes for myself too, but I, I, I still maintain my workout regimen. It's not a regimen anymore like it was last year. Thanks. To, I mean, Jocko was the one who, like, the mindset was just there to, to make that my first goal. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, but yeah, watching that guy and I'm like, I'm like, you're right, man. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm just shaking. And I'm like, when's the last thing you work out? And he's like, yeah, it's been like four or five years. I'm like, it's Damn. adrenaline, pure adrenaline, bro. Endorphins, adrenaline. There are good things that you can produce naturally, people. Like, <laughs> if, if I can leave any tip is, or at least one tip is that, that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's remarkable to me. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm transitioning remarkable on purpose because Seth Godin brings it up. Um, but it's remarkable. It's incredible what you can do without a pill. Uh, right now that's a thing and even that freaking affiliate thing it's a freaking pill my like, god I, and the thing is like i can't i can't sell this until i try it out myself i'm not gonna do that right. to people I, i'll quit the damn thing like it's not worth it to me and let that be known here and this has been on the world wide web and cool you know just like seth Godin talks about you know he hasn't written new york bestseller in years because it's a scam he's like why do that when i can just publish and now he has clout but his whole his whole thing was blogging that was his whole argument with blogging. Like, well, I can just tell my ideas right now. Just write. Yeah, yeah, I can just write, outright write, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, um, but, so I want to tell remarkable because everybody, I, I guess, coming back to that entrepreneurial segment um, of seeing where it's going to go, especially because, because of the technology. And one thing that Seth Godin talks about as far as content it's like his question is what is this for and it's like if you can answer that realistically and if it's to help someone he's like that's remarkable and he's like remarkable is creating something strong enough for others to make a remark and talk about that with other people so letting that be perspective uh, or at least if it's not a new perspective maybe a, a slight alteration to perspective of like, oh, I want to be remarkable. I want to uh, leave a legacy. Okay, well, wh- what, of whatever you're doing, what is it for? What are you trying to do? Yeah. It's like, what's the, the meaning? Yeah. Like the, the, I guess, like the, the root, the origin of it. What, yeah. That's kind of like resonated with me lot lately i don't know why i don't know if it's the content i've been watching or or what but always like the meaning it just feels like that anything without meaning or without 
a sincere or genuine like objective is gonna fail at some point yeah yeah um yeah i think i think that's 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 how i'm tying in like every time i say that i every time i try to monetize something for myself and maybe automate it well that's why it doesn't succeed because it's not it's not for the what's it for for myself right and for everything that's not for myself that it's selfish in the way i in the way i uh start it which is it's isolating myself for eight hours and reading a book or whatever but then going out and using it what am i going to do this for it's like well i'm going to see how i can use this in my life mm -hmm. and and yeah going back to like this affiliate thing it's like well yeah none of this shit works for me because like it's not the intent is not uh genuine mm -hmm. at least in my case and for me that's one thing that's proven true so far is every time i try to do something for the money it doesn't work even playing music i played gigs for free you know, and I hope I hope one day like I can be on like a podcast where we just talk about like all this stuff because like, I mean, people are curious and then they're not curious, you know. And then the, and then yeah. and then one thing that like Mark and then bring up is like, um, I think Chase Chase brings this up like throughout several episodes of, you know, everybody wants that that uh, procedural, like, guidance. You know, right. four steps to do this, five steps. I, I think I've even brought this up uh, maybe a few times here, but. I for sure heard it even on Jocko podcast. Jocko brings it up, Chase brings it up, you know, and and it's like, yeah, when you're when you're looking for it just for monetary purposes, it's, it seems like it seems, in opinion, this is my opinion, like that's why it doesn't succeed. It seems, you know, and and definitely, uh, like I said, I, I I repeat is like using this stuff for myself too. Like you know, I'm I'm trying to see what what works. Like and it's, and going back to consulting, tiny consulting also is like, for me, it's like. It's hard to, for me, it's hard to monetize it because it's like, well, I should just help people, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I, that, that's where I'm at. I don't, I don't know where this is going to lead. I don't know what's going what's gonna to happen, but all I care about is, you know, and I'm not even worried about being remarkable. Some people literally are like credit remarkable. And one thing that actually Seth talks about is like uh, social media grooming is what he calls it. And like people want to be remarkable to have a million social media followers. And that's all they want is like that fame. Mm -hmm. And even then he's like, if, if you gain a million followers on social media, if you didn't post whatever you're good at tomorrow, would they care? Would they email you personally and say, Hey, where's this content? And his, his final thing is like, if I blog today, if I don't blog tomorrow, I hope that my blogging thus far has made an impact where people say, hey, Seth, where, where's the blog, dude? Like, hey, what's going on? It happens for Jocko on podcasts already. Like, he, like Echo gets hit hard when like, something goes wrong or faulty. Like, yeah. e like people are at, like, 10,000 people are after, right. after freaking Echo for not posting on time or whatever. Um, it's, it's so funny. But it, but it goes back to, like, Seth's mindset. You know, and one thing I'm finding is, like, Simon Sinek is one of my primaries right now. Then Seth Godin ties in really nice and then after today marie forleo has kind of like that's kind of like my trifecta that i think i'm gonna key on for myself i don't know if it'll all make the podcast and what we talk about and my questions and whatever i listen to for the week mm -hmm. um but uh reading start with why and watching all those even the videos that you watch that you you mentioned me earlier in the week of a simon Sinek video and hey man you watch this and he gives you like like i think four step four things to like key on or something five rules or five rules there you go do you remember them? I don't remember them right now. Uh, I don't remember them. Usually I write them down. I can try. 
Uh, I know. I remember the fifth one for sure. He says, "You you deserve the styrofoam cup." Oh yeah. This uh, undersecretary of I don't know defense or something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah, when I'm gonna post this real quick, Brian. I'm, I'm gonna post this video so that you guys don't bash us for like not being credible. It's like, right. where's this a video? We'll get it. But the the moral is Simon Sinek. Go ahead. Yeah. So he he talks about on that fifth row, you deserve the styrofoam cup. Was that this undersecretary of defense? Maybe I don't know. Could be wrong, but check out the video. Works out. It worked in Washington D.C. Um, he uh, one year he went to a conference and he had a presentation, and throughout the whole like trip to this conference, he had like all of the highest amenities. You know, business class mm. flight. Yes. Uh, they picked him up at the airport. They checked in. They checked him in at uh, his hotel. They. And up up to the presentation, they gave him coffee and a ceramic mug. Well, the following year, he wasn't he didn't hold that position anymore. He flew, uh, what was it like, coach or something? He he had to get his own taxi and check himself in at the hotel. And the next day, when he showed up to the conference, he asked about coffee, and someone pointed to this little coffee maker and styrofoam cups at the corner of the room. So he goes, I came to realize that I n I didn't deserve that ceramic mug. My position did like I deserve the styrofoam cup, and it, it's all about humility, really. Yeah, yeah, just being humble and you yeah. know working for the right purposes. You yeah. know, make sure you're doing your job, you're not losing sight. And that that's interesting enough. Interesting enough is like a lot of the jobs that are created right now. Do they encompass that? They encompass. Like I, I like think about a generic retail job, bro. Like ma imagine going to work at at Walmart. You know. Like now, I think back in the day when Sam Walton was around, I think it was very different to what it is now. And one of my arguments, I don't know if I told you, I know I told Luis this, I don't know if you were in the car or not, but I told Luis, I'm like, dude, I, I don't, I know you don't understand, and I wonder if I'm understanding this correctly, but I don't believe Sam Walton envisioned Walmart to be what it is now. I don't think. In Probably multiple not. facets, multiple yeah. facets. Whether, like probability, cool, you want to make money, you want to make a living, cool. But the way they conduct business they're good. They're good for the customers. They focus on the customers, but this is why the business bubble is going to explode at some point. Yeah. Because they're. This is where. I, well, this is where I tie in Simon Sinek. You know, I I, I talked about this before. I think even recently, where you know the CEO says, "Oh, the customer is the most important person." It's like no, the person taking care of the customer is yeah. your most important person. You haven't talked to a customer in fifteen years, and I love that argument now yeah. because now it helps me see your perspective. Like, okay, who? Like the owners that I, owners that I, business owners that I know now, it's like, okay, let, let me, let me see you. Let me see you in action. And I'm just there watching, watching, watching. And you can kind of see, you can, kinda, you, you can tell. I, I, I can tell. Maybe I've, I've, I've made it a point to like try to recognize certain movements, certain things, certain saying, certain language, which I take from Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. Language is important. But anyways, retracting to like, you know, what, what, what do jobs ask for now? You know, do they encompass that? Do they encompass this? You know, going back to generosity, going back to being remarkable. A lot of places are doing it really well. Starbucks does it really well. You know, um, but like, a, but a more generic job like like Walmart. You know, and of course, ultimately, my argument it comes back to leadership. It all depends on the store. It's like one store can be great, one store can be terrible. Right, right. That's right. just known. That that I that I know. <clears throat> but imagine. <laughs> All the Walmart's suffering because of a few bad managers, which is probably what's going to happen. And I'm not, I'm not calling it Walmart. Like, I'm not saying they're going to like go. They're not going to go bankrupt anytime soon. Like they're fucking rich, right? As hell. And that's not even the point. The point is the morale. The the people want. Like you know, 
Okay, let's say we turn it. Let's say uh, me, you, and Eddie, or me and you, or whatever, we turn moving with life into a job, right? I want people to be happy to come into the door, like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" And I just, I, I would like that energy to be around, you know. When we, when we, if, 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 if that were what developed out of this, um, because I, you, I mean, we see them. I, I say we in a very third person sense, of like we see these employees, and I, at least for me, like I said, I, I see their faces, and it's like, oh man, poor person, like. And I I only say poor person for a second because like well, hopefully they change soon. Hopefully they make a decision to just right. better, you know. And at some point, that's where like that's where tying in the consulting, tying in the the. For me, it would be a very much life coach plus consulting thing, because I like the macro groups and I like the one on one. I like both. Yeah, that's just my style, and I. Mostly because macro lets me detach, and micro lets me see okay. You think your situation's different. Now let's see how it's the same and just work on it. You know, because that's the thing. Oh, my situation's different. Oh, my, my situation's way worse than yours. It's like, okay, tell me like five things and I'll, I'll, if I can line them up, okay, if I can't, then okay, give me, then give me some time that don't bash me for not getting it right off the bat, but I will at least attempt it at the beginning to see, okay, let's, let's see what lines up, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, and if, and usually there's at least like two or three good solution for two or three points. Where it's like, well, have you thought about this? Have you changed this? Have you said this to your boss? Because that's another thing that I, I don't think I, I'm, I don't know if I was clear about it last week, but it's one thing like to talk like to talk to your subordinates, but it's one thing to have fear of talking to your bosses and like open door policy and stuff like that. I might have talked about that before, but I'll mention it again, just because I, I think I seen it pretty prominent like this week, myself included, right? Um, where it's like, man, like you know that 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 fear, you know, that fear of anything of and not, and oh yeah, we, we talk about like not, not getting fired because of mistakes and stuff like that, but just the, just the fear of like concern, you know, yeah. just like just small concerns, like oh man, and then you're quiet and then you're you're miserable. It's like well, you, but there could have been potential, you know, change there. Now of course you see your manager and you see his face, and if you if, if you learn how to read their faces, like okay, never mind, <laughs> you know, he's just gonna write it out, and then if, hopefully, I mean, I would eventually eventually quit. I think I think as a superior, you have to like at all times you you have to make your subordinates comfortable. You know, like I agree, I completely agree. You can be a shitty leader, but at least at least you know make your employees feel comfortable and and like they can come and tell you anything. You know, right. even if you suck at at everything else, <laughs> I honestly I honestly feel that maybe in business that that social um, aspect of things goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree. I, I, and I hope that becomes the answer if it's not already in the work. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's already in the work because because of guys like Simon Sinek, Seth Godin, and all these guys that are creating thought, The as, as Chase Jarvis mentioned, I, I've heard it before, but like thought leaders, you know, just changing the mindset, you know, changing your mindset to better yourself and then finding a company. Like I said, like even for me, like I wouldn't, if I could find a company um, that I would lead, see, that that's where my transition is because I, I, that's where I'm in the middle for myself. It's like mm-hmm. I... With the w- the way music the music is going with Eddie, like it's it's pretty solidified. Like I've and I've said that multiple times, but I do have free time, and most people would say, and I know this might be the argument, is like, why don't you just practice every day and get better at it? I'm like, and and I, I don't have and my answer is I don't think it's very I don't think it's good at all, but it's the fact that I know that leadership is so important, and language and that is so important that I need to learn more about it mm-hmm. to help, because. When you're on stage, you can play a wrong note or 
not, maybe not even wrong. No, you don't, you don't have to go that far. You're on stage and you don't know how to communicate effectively, and there's either silence, or if something if something does go wrong, that's not wrong. Let's say like something with a PA, and then you freak out and you're the leader. Well, you can't. You need a, you're you're the leader. You're the people. And in my case, the, the the band's looking at you. And so my thing is like, I'm glad where I've gone now musically, and I'm still I still work on it, but just less, mm-hmm. because again, retracting to the fact that interaction and relationships is gonna beat everything no matter what, long term. And yeah. I guess that's and that's one thing that I've always I've also mentioned is like I have so many long term goals. You know, working on these short term goals is kind of hard for me. Mm-hmm. You know. And that that's just the way it is. And that's just the way it is for me. Here's a good question. We're gonna we're gonna keep moving here. Um, here's a question that I got from Mark Cuban on this Chase Jarvis series. And I, for me, it's it's very interesting. Cause I, I I know my answers, but uh, we can start with you, Brian. Uh, what do you like to compete at? First thing that comes to mind. Something I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, just that's just <laughs> instinct, you know. That's yes. I like to compete at things I'm yeah, good at. Yeah, just like you like to like to cons- you know that you're gonna keep learning, so that's what you can keep doing. Yeah, broad, broad answer. <laughs> yeah, and then I need specifics, Brian. Yeah, specifics. if I take three Killing seconds, me. if I take three seconds to think about it, the next quickest thing that comes to mind is like trivia games. Hmm. Like I don't know, I definitely don't know. The, where you were going with this? Yeah, yeah. But keep going, keep going. just the first, the first, uh, or the second, trivia I guess, games. thing that yeah, trivia. Because I feel like, uh, like I have a bunch of useless knowledge, <laughs> or like you know, that's fair. Like that is fair. Like I've accumulated a bunch of trivial facts, like through my twenty-five years of living, <laughs> yeah. that I I know. Sometimes I know things that that people don't know right off the bat, like trivia. You know, things that. I guess you don't really need. It's just fun facts, fun to know. Right. Well, I, I think I'd be decent at a trivia game. Maybe not, not so much now, because I've, I've sort of substituted all, all that useless knowledge with more useful knowledge. Right. Um. So I really don't think I've picked up anything, anything new. But, um, in general, I think I'd, I'd be okay at, at like trivia. Gotcha. <laughs> That's a cool little fun fact. That, that, yeah. that I would I would have never guessed that. Uh, I would expect a more uh, neocortex answer from you. Yeah, that, you that would. <laughs> uh, <laughs> still funny to me. Um, well, the only reason why I bring it up because like Mark Cuban, one thing he says as far as because uh, one thing that of course Chase says he's, he's like man like what is some practical stuff that you can like give to the listeners and viewers right and and of course one of the main things is like follow your effort and time. You know, it's one thing to chase what you like, but it's like, what are you really using your effort on your time? So I came up with that question. Like, it's through Mark Cuban, but I, you know, what do you like to compete at? Because one thing I'm going to tie in is, like, when we first started the, at the, working out at the gym at Nine Round, um, was that I wanted to be the best in the room. And that, ultimately, I would have to argue for myself, is that that's what allowed me to lose the weight and get, in, get into shape. And, and like I said, like uh, I said before to multiple people, of like in high school, I was in one shape, but I had too many carbs, right? <laughs> That's what it was. In college, I slipped, but then I got into like really good, decent shape again, you know. And I, I'm like, man, like I, th- I, I think I was in better shape than I was in high school. I, I, I came to that conclusion. Now, I think I'm in better shape compared to college, right? That's just the way I feel now. 
And uh, so that's that's what I tell you is like wanting to be the best in the room. Mm-hmm. That's my strive. So like, whenever I think about and like, my thing is like, my talents aren't the best. Like I'm I'm not like I'm not the number one guitarist, but what am like that's that this for me it goes back to like effort and time, especially right now. You know leadership. You know like where I spent you know ten years developing my guitar craft. And the, the past 10 years have basically led to what my style is now, which is obviously a mix of, of a lot of people, like multiple guitars around the world and singers, everybody, any, any type of artist, any type of musician. But, uh, but it just made me think like, you know, what, what, like, you know, what, what, what will I compete at now? You know, like what, what am I trying to strive for? That, that's where like, I, again, I tie in like the leadership and like, like what I work for a company. Like, do I, do I, do I find a company that I, I guess basically essentially putting putting like a Mark Cuban where like, yes, he takes time off or he, he has his time for like the Mavericks because, you know, he owns Dallas Mavericks, but then he has 150 companies of a bunch of people working for him. Right. Like do, do I, do I, do I do something like that? You know, how do I, how do I compete again? Or in the, in my rooms that I'm in or the circles that I'm in, how do I compete? And not even with you, because like usually with you, it's just a, a total, a complete collaboration every single time me and you meet. And that's been you know five years in the making. Imagine in five more years, like it's, it's gonna be awesome. Like regardless, regardless of where this podcast goes, um, one thing I know my minimum, and I, I thought I thought about this today because of Tim Ferriss. He always creates like a minimum for his things, and like I think he said like his min- his starting was like making a minimum of like six podcast episodes. And once he hit number six, he's like, well, just keep going. Because by this time, he did, like, Josh Waitzkin, like, a bunch of, like, now that I know who they are, but, like, a lot of, like, awesome people and entrepreneurs in their own right. Um, but my goal is 100 episodes and see where we stand at 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. And my, my and the logic I tied in after I, after I realized that today, that was this morning, after I realized that today, I'm like, man, it kind of makes sense for me because, like, my goal was like 100 push-ups. Remember we had that like late last year, like 100 push-ups, right, 100 right, squats, right. 100, 100 is 100 that. And it's like, well, let me just stay on 100. Let me try to make that a goal. So with the exception of like the books that I'm reading, because my goal is only a book a week, especially because like I end up spending like all of Monday finished reading that anytime, any space I don't have during Tuesday to the following Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, I usually spend all of Monday just reading and like no one bothers me. Like, I, I, you know, I'll respond to, to text messages, but even like social media, I'll, I'll be very minimally in tuned. But uh I guess that was a short a short good good uh good question. It just made me it just makes me think and I, I wanna talk about it out loud. That's another thing that we've right. talked about, you know, when you talk things talk about things out loud and yeah. it, it it's a whole different thing. Hearing it versus yeah. writing it down versus thinking about it. Um I'm definitely trying to stay my best or trying my best to stay out of thinking of versus doing. Going back to the whole concept of uh Stay on offense, mm-hmm. which uh, I, I'm probably going to do you because we've already had a couple of episodes. It's literally, I titled them Offensive Pivot. And I think it, I don't even know what I have to do. I have, I have to go back and actually reinvestigate like that episode for us. Um, I know it's offensive, offensive Pivot and Offensive Pivot Part 2, I think is what I titled them. Part 1, Part 2, something like that. Obviously, it, Pivot I mean change. So I obviously have to do some, some type of change. But um, what I'm wanting to do now and i'm really again keen on what long along with my focus is just staying on offense and really trying to pinpoint what i have focus on because at this point there's so many like directions i as an individual can go into in addition to the music and uh 
I think we're going to call it there. We hit, I think, like four or five questions, which is awesome. We still win about an hour. I think that's going to be another goal, too, is like making it, you know, the hour. Hour and 30 would be like, okay, like we've really just hit hit it. Right. But I think today, like me and you, we just boom, 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 just lay down a bunch of information that, again, hopefully everybody can use and ponder. I think the biggest thing is, uh, and I, I, I've heard this from Jim Quick and a bunch of other people, and I think this is like universal. I think it's gone away from us is like, you know, questions are the answers. And some people don't understand that. And like, um, I'm still figuring out maybe my definition, but definitely trying to ask good questions, the right questions, allow us to unveil our thoughts and then see why we react a certain way and whatnot. So we're going to end it here. I had a great conversation. I had fun. Uh, Brian, if you want to leave your social yeah. media. I was actually going to say, I realized this. No, no, well, on on the social media topic, okay, okay. I think the last time I gave out <laughs> my social media, uh, I gave my Snapchat wrong because it's not the same as my Twitter and uh, Instagram. Did you say Snapchat? I think I said Snapchat last. I don't know why. I think I, I said Twitter, time? Instagram, Snapchat. Maybe. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Well, Either now, way. Now it's on there, so if you want to. Oh, yeah. You I did, I didn't right? Pay, I didn't catch it, but yes, yes, you did, you did mention your Snapchat. So my Instagram and Twitter... Um, Brian Alejandro underscore, and then I guess Snapchat and Fiverr, Brian Alejandro no underscore, if you're interested. I just hate being wrong, so that's why <laughs> I was like, damn it, I said it wrong. Oh, man, that's so funny. And then uh, your Fiverr. Well, yeah, Fiverr's and Snapchat, same. Oh, you said, oh, sorry, yeah. okay, that's my fault, I'm not paying attention right now. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to pick up mine so I don't make a mistake, yeah, too. Yeah. I'm trying to open up the no, media yeah, so accounts. Fiverr okay, and Snapchat cool. are the same. Five no. or Snapchat the same. Okay, so yeah. no underscore. No for those. underscore. That, well, it's not bad. That's kind of t- that's kind of still. Uh, it's similar, but right. Well, well, my my point is just that like at least you have Instagram and Twitter the same, and then you have Snapchat and Fiverr the same. Fiber so the you same. you don't get too confused. Like me, um, I'm gonna start making a website. I dude, I don't have an idea yet. Like the website's gonna happen, <laughs> but I'm actually gonna go with a different. Uh, I'm gonna create a new domain, because originally I mean I bought Andy Walker Leads right dot com. Because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. because like okay I was going in that direction, but it just it it does it's not gonna to me it's not, it's not gonna fit, and I just wanted to go on record like you know I, I'm in the process of I want a website just so again it it's gonna be easier for me just everybody goes to that and I, what I'm gonna do with that is like post the podcast post my blogs you know like work on a system that I can be most consistent at. So if I only have to go to one website to do everything then everybody can just go to one website and find everything and essentially that's what Andy Walker leads it was going to be like even like the structure but the domain name yeah it's not to me it's not the right one maybe I'll turn into something like I, I own it I can use it for something I can use it for whatever I want um, but for now I'm trying to find something that's going to work so I'm working on that for now you can uh, if you want to just catch me on Twitter or Instagram um, I stopped using my personal stuff on here because it's like well this is for conversation, so if you want, and either way, you can obviously it's the internet. You can find me either way, but uh, the moving with life underscore is the little name for Twitter and Instagram, and then for Facebook, facebook.com forward slash moving with one life, the number one, so moving with one life. Um, my Snapchat, Andy Walker lead, 
no S at the end, no underscore, just Andy Walker lead. And that's it. So this closing quote, which we can probably hit more when we when we come back next week, but uh, Seth Godin said this on the Chase Jarvis episode. He says, if you want to get treated as a non-commodity, act like a non-commodity.